I've heard people like Tony Robbins say that life happens for you and not to you. That's a little hard to feel that way about epilepsy. Like it's hard to say epilepsy happens for you as opposed to epilepsy happens to you. I mean, if you feel like a victim, it feels like circumstances that are out of your control, but it's really hard to feel like it happens for you. But one of the things that I've discovered is it has definitely made it a more intimate knowledge of myself in the process of trying to live with epilepsy instead of against it because it seems like a journey from epilepsy hell to epilepsy well i'm your host alma wayne myers and here is another episode it just seems like more and more days go by and for some reason i'm like scared to hit the record button and talk to you so i don't know what it is maybe i'm just Worried about being judged for life gets hard and I don't have all the answers. I mean, do you have all the answers? If you do, I would love to, uh, you know, learn from you because, you know, I need people that got all the answers. I mean, I seriously, nobody in life has all the answers. If anybody tells you they know everything, that the end all be all of all existence, uh, I think it's called a God complex. Um, Yeah, it's not, you know normal behavior maybe it is maybe people we all just think we're greater than we are or we think we're less than we are or we get caught up in what other people tell us and we are caught up in the stories that we tell ourselves so man i've been trying to get back on here for a while i swear i swear but i don't know what's going on there's a lot going on i've just been waiting so let's see can i think my brain's doing a little bit better but i'm still got a little issues with some of the weather just coming in and putting pressure in my head and i'm just not quite sure uh where to go on those kind of days and i think for the most part i got in a bad habit fell back into some old routines of just Starting the day off with nothing and ending the day off with nothing and kind of running from my responsibility to you. So I'm just following my own misery. Woe is me. Woe is me. You know, it happens. It happens. It does. We all get to go through our ups and downs and whatnot. So when I was a little younger, uh, in my 30s, I ended up taking my dad to the emergency room a lot. And um, I didn't go in with him or anything. He, he literally just wanted me to drop him off. And he was checking himself in because he was feeling suicidal. And he knew he didn't want to kill himself. But I mean, he just had these, this idea, ideation, this idea, whatever, that, you know, being dead might be better than being alive because you know oftentimes we get stuck in this whole sense of you know this is never going to end nothing's ever going to change nobody cares like all this stuff nobody understands i mean that's a big one nobody understands what the epilepsy hell is going on nobody understands what's going on with most things like even without epilepsy a lot of the people you'll meet without epilepsy 
they'll never understand what you're going through. Some of them might catch some glimpses and tell you strong and powerful and other people are going to be scared and uncomfortable because they don't know what to do. And so it puts them in a position where they are not in control. So it's a lot of stuff, you know, it's one of these things that many of us want the comforts of being in control. So, you know, when you're out of control, you you got to do something about it and you got to get help. You got to find people to set you on the path. You got to say, Hey, look, I am tired of being this way. You have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. You have to come to a conclusion that everything before this was not serving me. Everything before this is not helping me be the best version of myself. It's not helping me live life to the fullest. You know, it's like living life like you're already dead instead of living life like you're going to die. So, and to be honest, uh, I don't really get suicidal too often. My father is bipolar. He's on medication, stuff like that. One of the problems is when he checks in and he's got all this anxiety and all this stuff because he doesn't deal with his didn't deal with his problems very well. I don't know what he's doing anymore, but, you know, I mean, he, he wasn't at the time. And he found himself a therapist and, you know, um, a psychiatrist that helped work with him and get him working on himself and feel like that there was somebody there that cared and was there to help him and stuff. So he got a lot less suicidal and, you know, wasn't in the hospital nearly as much like after doing some work on himself but you know i mean there's just all the time like ups and downs in life and it's like what do you want to do do you want to run away from it do you want to hide do you want to punish yourself do you want to punish the people in your life do you feel worthless i mean i know oftentimes um i, I question what's the point why why am i doing this i mean for the last couple of years i've been spending all my money on trying to figure out how to get the message out to you and people like you, like me, like us, that find themselves in a situation where they want more, where they need more, where there's just got to be more to life, where there's got to be more purpose, you know, more to do, more to enjoy. It can't just be you know, wallowing in your own misery. It can't just be being unhappy because things will never be the way they were before. It's like that for everyone all the time. Things things happen, things change, things aren't really in our control. You never know uh, when a monsoon might come along and destroy your village. Um, you know, so I say that because uh, I had an assistant. My assistant quit. And uh, during December, most of December, you know, that's the last time I talked to you was uh, December 6th or something. So, but you know, in December, uh, monsoon season started up, and my assistant uh, lost power. Uh, basically, uh, just she was just making it through the day, doing her thing, surviving. And, uh, you know, I wasn't able to get her to help because she's got to survive. 
She's got to survive the weather that she was in absolutely no control over. I've got no control over it. Trust me. I, I wouldn't have sent the monsoon down there to you know, destroy uh, the little bit of focus uh, help that I had trying to focus and figure out how to move forward. So, oh, man. So she's gone. I've been working with her for the last six months. And, you know, I know I had her do some work for me, but I don't have... Uh, any idea if there's anything that I can use from the time that we worked together? I mean, she did some great help with getting the uh, challenge transferred over into videos and trying to do some uh, edits to it and everything. Man, I really appreciate everything that she's done. Like, she's been a huge help. So it's really sad to see her go. So for most of December, I was just kind of waiting for her uh, to be okay and be ready to move forward. And then, you know, when she quit in January, I'm just kind of like, all right, well, you know, I still need to move forward. I need to be okay with the fact that I'm not okay with all these lights in my face. You know, I really like a darker room. You know, so I, the, uh, podcast is really nice to be able to communicate with you because I can pretty much sit wherever I want in a nice, quiet, spot put my headphones on you know, it's not as quiet for everyone else and then it gets quieter for me especially if i'm talking but man so you know it's been a little frustrating like thinking that i need to wait on other people to help me move forward and do stuff and um uh, man every time i feel like um i want to do something something comes up uh uh the Life does change on us. There's always just trying to get our our momentum to move forward, to overcome what changes, what happens. So got got more changes happening today. So, um, man, I've probably been jumping off topic. I'm gonna get better at this again. I swear, I swear. But yeah, changes happening today. We're gonna build up momentum to start being more available for you to have some better solutions and what's going on in your life and what you can do about it to have, you know, better days because really life is what we make it. You know, if you're going to sit there, uh, like I've been just kind of playing video games, unfocused, uh, reestablishing uh, some mental sanity and the whole realm of things aren't, the same as they were um even a year ago you know i mean six months ago everything's really changed so before davy got out of jail you know his mom was around trying to tell us what davy was gonna want and it just seemed like an awful lot of bullying and all this stuff and she hadn't paid ina all the money she owed her and never had any intention of paying me for any of the work I've done and just it's always just a lot of just nonsense and bullshit posturing if you ask me so I just like to stay away from all the nonsense she actually showed up the other day and man I get a little I just her voice start comes out and I hear the words and I'm just like this is some of the most ignorant frustrating like stuff to listen to uh, just, I, I don't know, I enjoy my headphones and my music so I can choose my own adventure. I don't have to listen to the stupidity. One thing that was ca caught my attention was her talking about how 
there's got to be some kind of consent for the vaccinated people to live with the unvaccinated people here in this house as we add another uh, person to the household today. So Dave's buddy is moving in. Uh, Mikey's a cool little kid. Um, I say that because I'm probably 15, I'm about 15 years older than him. So I mean, uh, 45, that makes him 30. Uh, Dave's like five years younger than me. So he's, you know, same age as my youngest. Um, full, uh, my brother between my mother and dad. I'll have to explain these things. Great. So, yeah, they're about the same age, but you know, they, it's like I said, changes coming. Uh, with Davey coming back, he's been a little uh, struggling to find balance within him own self and move forward with his projects because there was some stuff he didn't take care of before he got arrested, and so now it's just got to restart the whole process and it's taken forever so nice thing is he's doing a little bit of work he's trying to do some stuff to keep himself busy stuff around the house uh he's got some interesting projects um puts a lot of time and effort into all i can say is cool if that's what makes people happy that's what makes people happy i'd i'd like some music time that would probably be something i need to start find a way to schedule or some shit i don't know um i think he'd like to play more too it'd probably be better if we had a third person it's really easy to like you know have a band or a small band and play together and he's more interested in playing a lot of his uh bluegrass stuff um kind of just interested in music in general i like music so probably be playing bass as opposed to piano i'm still working on relearning my my scales so i've been working on my piano still but i try to do this when everybody's like not not gonna be bothered by what i'm doing i don't think anybody's really too bothered by it anyways i mean for the most part i think i, I sound pretty decent there's just definitely some times when my fingering is off as i'm trying to practice something and become more uh, body memory. This is just the whole thing about playing instruments and stuff. Like the best point to get to is where you don't even have to think about where your fingers are supposed to be. So I sit there and I've been working on doing some on the piano. I work my left hand. I work my right hand. I try to work them both together. Um, it's definitely a lot more work. Uh, so I say, if you want to improve your brain, uh, one of the best things you can do is learn an instrument. The others actually learn a new language. These two things are amazing at strengthening your brain, improving memory. And, uh, man, I highly, highly, highly recommend it if you don't. And realize you can't start off sounding like a rock star if you haven't practiced like a rock star. You know, rock stars put in hours and hours and hours. Man, all kinds of friends just sat and played for three to six to you know as long as they could like that's what they did they you know a few friends were socially awkward they didn't know how to uh you know have a whole lot of friends and so they put all their time and effort into being a musician and you know they found other people 
that compensated for their own, uh, you know, whatever. That's kind of the whole point of a band. It's a team. You got people that are good in one area and need somebody else to fill in the void in the other area. That's like what you got with instruments. If you just had somebody singing with some drums, like, yeah, that'd be cool. I've been to drum circle a bunch of times, but it's not the same thing as when you throw in, you know, a lead guitar, you throw in, you know, a bass guitar or even a stand-up bass. I mean, there's different sounds, but, you know, they got different types of bands. So uh, definitely I enjoy swing and stuff. So stand-up basses are nice. We have one here at the house. Uh, I think I tuned it to orchestra uh, standard, which is the same as the guitar standard, which is E, A, D, and G on the top. So uh, apparently there's other ways to tune it. Uh, I guess the fiddle is more uh, in a weird reverse where it's uh, G instead of uh, E. So they, they swap the order of the strings. So it's G, um, D, A, E instead. So I don't know if that makes sense to you or not, but it does. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting way that you can take an instrument and change it up. And that's another way of playing. And then I also found a way of, instead of tuning it in, um, fourths to tune it in fifths and i don't quite understand that one yet um but yeah there's all kinds of ways to to make noises to make music for the most part a lot of our common songs are all done in majors and minors but those are only two formats of how you put all the notes together so it's basically like a 12 12 different major um formats for the whole process of the way that you would make notes. So in a major scale, it's whole, 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 half, whole, whole, half. So is that the note status. So like on a guitar or a bass, if you ever look at the frets on it, those are half note steps. So, you know, oftentimes that's why you see them. They don't push the one right next to each other. All the, you know, usually you get the one, um, there's a space between the frets and most of them except for where there's the half step and then they're right next to each other so uh i don't know i like music music's a little interesting um way to pass the time i find my better days are the ones i start off listening to some music listening to something that invigorates me and gets me moving around because i don't really listen to as much music when i'm playing video games like i'm all a lot of the stuff is you know noise specific directional focus all those other things so it's a little hard to listen to music while you're listening for um other things so sadly i've i've been neglecting my own like personal like get good routine to get things done uh again i could come up with all kinds of excuses and reasons and it all just sounds like psh, excuses and reasons so i got I gotta stop doing that to you so you know we're gonna work on this whole like and it's okay to be depressed it's okay to have downs and you know to take a moment for yourself but you always got to make sure that you're 
looking towards the future. You always got to look forward to something. You got to have that future, that compelling future. What is it that you want your future to look like? You know, um, not just what don't you want? Because if all you focus on what you don't want, that's all you're going to see is what you don't want. And you'll see more of it. And you'll notice this a lot with people. You know, they're, uh, they find faults in themselves and they have the least amount of patience with the other people that have the same habits or routines or way mannerisms that they're challenging themselves with, that they punish themselves for. So they, they lash out at other people with this expectation that everybody else should be the perfect version that they want. And it'd be so much easier for them to be the perfect version that they want. Um, I think that kind of falls into the play when uh, with meditation stuff. So when I was um, probably 23, I was going to go join a Buddhist monastery because I was kind of tired of just the way everything was. I wanted to just meditate and become the master of myself. And, you know, I figured if I could master myself, it'd be easier to help other people uh, master themselves, too. Uh, so I've kind of been on this journey for a while about wanting to be able to be the best version of myself so I can help other people be the best versions of themselves, too. The, you know, there's this Buddhist saying that says, uh, let me attain enlightenment for the benefit of myself and all sentient beings. So it's this phrase that you're basically saying, hey, look, I want to be the best version of myself so that not just so I can be the king and ruler of my own world, but so that my world can touch into other people's worlds so that they can have the guiding light, that they can have a ray of sunshine, a ray of hope in all the darkness that, you know, that either comes before the storm, that is the storm, you know, sometimes after the storm, it's still dark. You know, there's, it seems like a never ending storm sometimes you know sometimes there's ebbs and tides flow and come through and change and alter course and and how many times have you watched or heard on the news or facebook or whatever some video about a hurricane that they project to go this way and then it it does a zig and a zag and now it's somewhere completely different than you know what was projected you know it's a little hard to predict like what things are going to do because there are so many things in life that that could be a factor that if you don't take into account, you're you're gonna miss it. And you know, some things feel like a random happenstance, like developing epilepsy is pretty much a feels like a random happenstance. You're like, all right, it's you're the lottery winner. Uh, wait, wait, it's like winning a ticket to pay more taxes. All right, you're such a great you're so awesome. You get to pay twice as much taxes as everyone else. That that's that sounds like the lottery ticket from hell, right? You you get to work twice as long for half the pay. You get to, you know, that's kind of what it feels like being on disability, isn't it? <laughs> I get to work on trying to survive so much longer all day, every day. Oh man! All right, so I'm I'm sure that we're going to work through this. We'll work through this together, right? It'll be all good. So remember, take a deep breath. Breathe from your belly. Do some meditation. Let's talk about meditation real quick. So 
Yeah, last uh, month, um, I was, you know, I've been doing my meditation for a while, and then I took a small hiatus. There's uh, there's this other guy that was filling in, and the way that he meditates, my buddy and I just have a really hard time listening to this guy, and he's talking the whole time. It's all, um, every three to five words. So it's really distracting because really, and it's not just like, um, it's enunciated, um, so you're really kind of drawn to the notice of this. Like it's almost, he should just change it to ohm and he would probably sound, you know, feel like he's a lot more, maybe he sound a little more, you know, like he's trying to meditate a lot, but no, it says, um, a lot. And again, it's distracting as heck. So I know we all get in the states where we're not sure what to say and we have their habits and everything but you know there there are times when you got to realize that something is mm, not easy for you and you can either avoid it or you can work on it so uh, i didn't mind it as much but then we'd always get to the meditation part and his particular version of meditating includes some visualization of oil being poured down your body and I can honestly tell you my uh, perennial lobe does not enjoy the thought of like being coated in hot oil um so I don't um, I, which is my tactile sensations of being touched like I, I still have issues with uh being too much stimulation and stuff and that includes um you know, taking a shower. I don't take showers nearly as much as I probably should, but you know, we we didn't have hot water. I changed the shower head out, and we're we're left with the faucet turned down, so we've got at best lukewarm bath. So I kind of avoided taking a bath for a couple months, and finally, you know, took another shower and nice hot warm. Oh, it felt so good to be all warmed up and not have to take a cold shower again. So. I was kind of nice, but I still I get overwhelmed sometimes in the shower. I uh, start getting a little confused, start getting a little pre-seizure-y because I did used to have seizures in the shower. I used to. And I mean, you might. You might know somebody who does. Like, it's common uh, enough that I see posts about it. It's common enough that other people talk about, like, having a seizure in the shower. So I, I know some people end up they get people get scared because they're gonna like pass out and fall down so i highly recommend if you're one of these people that are challenged in the shower to get yourself a, sh a shower stool a shower seat or even a little shower uh, what are these things little blow up things you can sit down on on the tub and not have to have the cold of the tub on your butt or the dirty of the other people's feet or, or whatever. So it depends on, on where you live and what your cleanliness standard is. Cause you know, I know I've been to some places that are, um, man, comparable. They're just a little better than some sewage drains. You know, I'm into some places that are utterly disgusting. They're just piles and bags of trash stacked up. You know, you go to other places that are pristine because people, you know, vacuum the carpet twice a day or three times a day. Uh, 
you know, at some places, especially like busy, busier places, you go to a hotel and stuff. Yeah, they clean that place up. They don't, they don't let it stay dirty. They're not gonna, you know, have you come rent their room and you know, you got dirty sheets, dirty towels, like everything's, you know, from the people before. Like that's that's not, you know, that's not what they're gonna do to you. That's not good service, right? Probably wouldn't go back to the hotel if, if they were doing that to you. Like, man, what? the hell your people quit they get fired what what so oh man all right yeah we're talking about showers so all right make sure you uh are taking care of yourself being clean cleanliness is good but doesn't mean you have to take a shower every day you know it's nice to be able to use a washcloth and get a warm cloth and wash your face and do the I think it's called a Europe shower. You just kind of do your pits and your um, genitals and face and make sure that your important stuff is all cleaned off, that you're good to go. Um, I mean, obviously, if you, you know, been got crap all over you or something going on, you need to clean, clean yourself up. It's important to be sanitary as best as possible. But it's also important to know what sebum is. So sebum is the natural oils that build up on your body that actually protect you from getting sick. So these are, uh, it's, it's good to wash your hands. Washing your hands is important. Kind of helps break down, like I said, COVID virus and all this other stuff. They've been saying from the giddy up is mostly controlled by washing your hands. It's really about, all about washing your hands. So the soap, breaks down the virus so the next thing that came up was isopropyl and how that you know breaks down the oils that form the cell wall of that particular virus so hand sanitizer is used all over i used to use hand sanitizer all the time i carried it with me when i went to patients houses you know if the sink wasn't available or you know oftentimes like you're in a you know position where some you know you you need to do your job without doing the dishes to get to the sink or it's just uh whatever inconvenient for the client so hand sanitizer is good way we use this in the clinic too we wash our hands we use hand sanitizer when you touch stuff you want to make sure that you know you're being sanitary when you're treating people when you're touching people when you're putting needles in them and you know between touching people you wash your hands and touching yourself you Wash your hands. You go to the bathroom, you wash your hands. There's signs everywhere that you'll see, like employees must wash hands before returning to work. Because that's kind of how diseases and people get sick, eating at restaurants and touching doorknobs and putting their fingers into their mouths and, and all this stuff. Uh, it's pretty, pretty important to make sure you're doing your part. And that's why a lot you'll see a lot of people like grab the doorknob with paper towel so they don't have to use their hand because they've seen other people that don't wash their hands as they're walking out after sitting down on the pooper. So people really, really do that. So you got to be aware that you know, that's why we wash our hands this is why people get sick all the time. And this is how you stay healthy. Wash your hands. Make sure you wash your hands. Wash your hands a lot. I get eggs on my hand, like I do fried eggs in the breakfast in the morning, and I wash my hands before I go to anything else. I crack the eggs open, throw the eggshells away, 
wash my hands, go back to seasoning and putting the lid on it. I've got to make sure that egg's off because there's the possibility, the chance of salmonella getting places. So there's no salmonella test until you really get it. So anything is possible. You just got to be aware of like what's going on and stuff. So it's important to know what helps your day be better, what helps your day be worse. And I'll tell you, man, wash your hands. Take a deep breath. You know, meditation. We were talking about that earlier. Man, clearly I got some circles going on in my head today. So real quick. Meditation is important. And when people are like, oh, I tried meditation. I do meditation. Like, you know, people will tell you what they think meditation is or what meditation is supposed to be, what it is, what isn't. Meditation is really just becoming more aware of yourself. And a lot of people don't like that. You know, if you find out, you know, you have people sit down and say one in four people that try meditating have anxiety. You know, they discover, you know, they just get too anxious. They can't sit there and meditate because meditation gives them anxiety. And that's not true. Meditation brings awareness to the fact that they are anxious and they have anxiety and they haven't been doing anything about it. And it's building up and it's driving them nuts. So meditation is really just self-awareness. So it's not really sitting there going all bunny foo-foo and, you know, you can do all kinds of stuff with meditation. Really, where your mind goes, your energy flows. So for me, there's different stages. You know, you start off with mindfulness before you ever get to real meditation. Meditation is a much deeper process where you've actually gotten past the point, you know, of just having your mind wandering everywhere and being in pain all the time. That's the process. We sit down to meditate, but meditation is a process of being present, process of being aware, being in the now, focusing on, you know, what it is that is going on. And oftentimes you can get some answers to what you can do about it. Even if it just is, you know, go for a walk, Go meditate, breathe more, you know, try to eat better, make better choices in your life. Stop beating yourself up. Stop beating up other people. You know, it is what it is. It's really easy when you're unhappy to take your unhappiness out on the people around you. It's really easy when you're unsure of yourself to take it out on yourself. You know, we all get this way, right? I'm pretty sure it's human nature that we're all trying to survive. And sometimes... Uh, we want our problems to be bigger than they are, and sometimes our problems are way bigger than we want them to be. So what do you do? Uh, you find answers. You accept the fact that sometimes it's all just about surviving and building that threshold. So this is the thing about meditating is you got to build up to it. You got to you – know, I might have mentioned this before. It might have been a while. I mean, it's been a few – little while since I talked to you. So, you know, when you meditate, it's an exercise, you know, and it's based on breathing and relaxing. And I mean, how, how hard is it for real to just relax? How, how easy is it to just go find a distraction and something to not be present with yourself, to not just become in your body aware of what's going on and find ways to empower it 
instead of distracting yourself and realizing that years have gone by and very little has changed from you know where it was when this adventure started or got better misadventure is the right word for that one but welcome to the misadventures of what the hell is going on you are the star in your own three ring shit show and it is your job to be the ringleader and seriously uh, other people will try to be your ringleader all the time they'll be like all right come jump through my hoops come jump through my hoops come jump through my hoops wait are you the clown i'm never quite sure like who's the role who's Who's supposed to be jumping on the trapeze and who's supposed to be uh, the 20 clowns piling out of the tiny car? Um, Man, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Right? So, all right. I'm going to let you go. We're at about 35 minutes right now. So, the goal today is to breathe, to work on figuring out what it is that you want and enjoy the hell out of whatever time you got whatever you can like if you're you know if you're having a bad day don't bad make it a bad moment let it breathe into the fact that whatever happened is over that it's okay to survive it's okay to have a bad day it's okay to have a good day you're even allowed to have a good day you know some of us sabotage our good days Uh, it happens it happens I get so stressed out and worried about what could go wrong instead of what can go right. So I'm going to work on this plan a little bit more, but I'm not going to leave you out of it. We'll get back on to going, doing what's going on. So I'm probably going to put together another approaching coaching program for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm not sure if my new norm is going to be to take a couple months off in the winter just because it seems to be easier or if i'm gonna be able to find my way to work through everything uh, i had tried to go to the gym but the gym i wanted to go to isn't finished being built yet so it's been a couple months since i tried started that one but maybe they'll be finished being built soon and i can go do some uh mayweather boxing bag uh training that'll be fun hitting things like a real warrior right but not people. Uh, people, places, things. I mean, you don't want to really break stuff. You want to go do it properly. It's good to be in shape. And for me, I like being in fighting shape. I like doing kung fu and martial arts and being able to be in the best physical form I can, even though, you know, I got kryptonite like today is trash day. So we got beep, beep, beep. And man, it just scrambles my brain. So. It is what it is. You just got to realize that there are some things that you have to protect yourself from. There are some things you just have to accept as like part of life, like trash Tuesdays. You know, I, I move somewhere else and, you know, I go to an apartment and they might have trash pickup like two, three times a, a week. So I'll be hearing beep, 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 like way more often, which would suck. But, you know, right now it's just one day a week, which is pretty nice compared to, you know, what it could be. So again, you got to find the good inside the bad. You got to make the best of whatever situation you've got going on for yourself. So take a deep breath. Let it out. Take another deep breath. 
let it out. So really just, you want to make sure you're focusing on the path of your breath. You know, as you breathe in, you can feel it go through your nostrils, go down the back of your throat, go into your lungs and then your diaphragm expands and your belly goes out. And then you breathe out and your stomach starts to go in, diaphragm goes back up. Air comes up through from your lungs, up through your throat, your esophagus, out across your tongue, across your teeth, your lips, and back out into the air. So you just keep breathing. Be aware of what the pathway is. As you breathe in, it starts off, it hits your lips, goes across your teeth, your throat, it goes down your throat into your chest. You feel it. And your lungs expand and your belly expands if you're doing belly breathing. And this is helping to expand your diaphragm down. And you do reverse. You breathe out. You feel. And it starts to kind of feel like a balloon or a pump that is set on a really good rhythm. And if you want and you're ready, you know, I like to do a pause at the top and the bottom for anywhere from, you know, generally three seconds is a good rule. If you feel like you need to do five or ten, that's fine, too. Uh, breath exercises are great. These are other ways to help bring focus and awareness to your breath as you start doing things with the breath. You start bringing in chakras and breathing into chakras. And yeah, that's where the real meditation starts. So, all right. We're here at 40 minutes. So I want to thank you for hanging in there, tuning in being a part of this journey from epilepsy hell to epilepsy well why not do something about it so let's do something about it let's get you some more advice i'm just going to keep sharing everything on here going to set up a paid coaching program for the people that want to invest in themselves and want faster access to the problems or concerns in their life so if you are one of these people if you want to be part of the coaching program, you know, it, uh, I'm going to be working on a page here. I kind of got my ideas on what I need to do. Um, if you just want to be part of a group coaching, I'm going to run that one too. Once a week, probably meet on that one, you know, as a team, as a group, you know, probably going to offer for the individual people, some, uh, herbal consultations for people that want to try, herbal medicine to manage their acupuncture and instead of the medications that aren't working because it's quite possible that we can find an herbal formula that will help and man the side effects of herbal medicine is not nearly as insane as the side effects of some of these black box drugs and um man i just want to offer you the the best i got the best i can do the things that i have learned over all these years, you know, 45 years of my life, I've learned a lot. I've done a lot. I mean, from running away at 17, getting married right before I turned 18, joining the military, uh, going to a bunch of different countries, you know, starting my own business. It lasted five years until I got sick, getting sick, overcoming everything despite the fact that the doctors didn't have the answer for me, which is okay. We're all only human beings. We can only do what we can do. And when you've got rare, weird, random stuff going on, like you fall through the cracks. That's what happens because people aren't used to seeing uh, what's going on with uh, 
you or some weird randomness. They're just used to what they're seeing and, you know, thing people don't usually know how to handle uh, what they're not familiar with. Uh, I don't know how many times have you guys watched a movie that was like some some virus or something catastrophe was going on and the doctors just didn't have the answers, right? I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, it's it's a real life situation. How many people have died from COVID because of whatever? Like, I mean, if everything was 100%, like none of this would really be a problem. Fortunately, uh, this should hopefully just go to being seasonal flu status soon and no longer be a pandemic because it's just the way that the world is so welcome to covid and the flu Woo all right so anyways i hope i don't scare you guys about this i mean things gonna be fine man they definitely blew this stuff way out of proportion the survival rate is much 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 higher than uh i don't even think they talk about the death rates anymore or any of this other stuff but i actually haven't paid attention to the news in a while it feels good so all right i'm gonna keep you guys up to date with what i'm getting done this week and um enjoy yourself that's your job remember it's your job to take care of yourself like you matter and if you don't know what you're doing ask for help and i'm here to help you know why because somebody needs to do it somebody needs to step forward and say hey look there's another way there's you know this is how people take care of themselves this is how you become your own hero and become the best version of yourself and it starts off with making better choices changing the habits that don't work trading them in for ones that do and realizing it's okay to be bored it's okay to be sad it's okay to be depressed, to be angry, to resent the fact that epilepsy is taken more from you than anyone else you know in your own personal life. And you can get online and start hearing all kinds of horror stories and stuff about other people's epilepsy. And, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm grateful that I found myself at a point where I'm kind of okay where i know that you know i have some kryptonite parts in my life or if i don't pay attention to them it's gonna take me out but the more i am aware of these things and how things affect me the more that i can do something about it which is what i'm trying to tell you is you can do the same thing the more that you learn about how things affect you the more you can acknowledge this is what's good for me and this is what is not good for me and then actually come up with a reason to stop doing it. Stop doing these things. Like lots of people are lactose intolerant and they eat cheese and they mess up the digestive system because it's delicious. I'm not one of those people, but I understand delicious food Food is good, and it uh, definitely brings out certain things. There's dopamines that are released in cheese and stuff like that. So you got, that's why it's important to uh, be watch what you eat, to eat healthy, to make sure you're moving around a little bit. You're breathing good. You're giving yourself some, some time, not beating yourself up for not being where you want to be because 
I promise you, most people are nowhere near where they want to be. And the people that are, are the ones working on themselves. So this is where it comes into you saying, do you want a better life? Do you want another year or two or three to pass by and to look back and say, man, what, what's changed? What's happened? What's going on here? I hope the answer is no, that you want to be able to look back and say, hey, look, you know what? It might not have been the easiest thing. It might not have been fun every day, but I did have some fun along the way. I did discover who I am. I found out what I like. I found out what I don't like. And I found out what makes me a better version of me. So this is what I hope for you. I want you to figure it out. I want you to find your way. And I'd love to be the guide along that way of getting you from epilepsy hell to epilepsy well, getting you to the point where epilepsy might be in your life, but it's not all your life is about. And there's definitely more to life. You can focus on, I have epilepsy, and you can scream to everybody that you have epilepsy. But if you don't tell them what they can do to help, and usually you have to do this in a way where you're not making it sound like you're blaming them for it, like, don't talk to me that way or else you're going to give me a seizure. That's going to lead to probably some conflict. So oftentimes we got to tone back, dial back our frustration and anger and think about it and put it into perspective of how it would sound to us too. So think about what you would say, how it sounded to yourself when you're trying to confront some of these other people and realize that not everybody's going to be open to uh, trying to help you. Um, you know, when I was with my dad, I ended up having, that's where I discovered earplugs and noise canceling headphones back in 2016, uh, because that was the only way I was going to survive the fact that, uh, it was up to me to survive my environment and nobody else around was going to do anything, uh, to help other than Provide me somewhere to discover how to be the best version of myself. So hopefully you have some better supporting people in your life. But if you don't, you know, there's a ways to protect yourself. There's things that you can do that won't drive you crazy, that won't make it seem as hellish. You know, it's definitely not a dream vacation. I'm the only buddy that's like, woo, I got epilepsy. It's been amazing. This is the best life ever. That means, honestly, it comes up to you to decide that you can have your your best life, that you can find out what makes you happy. You can do more of that. The better mental state you are in, the better physical health you will be in. You know, the better physical health you'll be in, the better you will feel emotionally and mentally. These things are all tied together. They all come up into the aspect of holistic care. You want to take care of all of yourself. So finding ways to deal with your stress, finding ways to deal with your emotions, the traumas, the experiences of how you feel, and dealing with the train wreck of like feeling like you've been hit by a truck after having a seizure or other symptoms of just having focal aware seizures or just trying to not have a seizure, or just trying to work, trying to watch TV, trying to draw, trying to paint 
trying to create beautiful music together, whatever it is, whatever it is that makes you happy. You know, it's up to you to decide that you want to live. And again, I keep saying this because it is, it's your choice. We all have a choice on what we want to do. My choice right now is to stop sitting here, letting time waste and start providing more answers. So today's a little rambly. Today's a little bit of a rant, but I promise you that we're going to be getting back on track and providing some more solutions and answers. It just might slow down my role with a lot of the other stuff on social media and whatever. I'm going to focus here on the podcast because it's probably the easiest way for me to communicate with you. And it'd be easier to have a two-way communication if you join some coaching and we got on a Zoom call. So that's something that's available. Uh, don't have nothing up on this yet. So and if you're interested, you can reach out to me. Um, uh, let's see, you want to do, uh, you can do info at myersgood.com. Um, I'm still working on switching some stuff over to the, uh, drug-free epilepsy foundation, uh, server stuff. I haven't been working on nothing. I've just been shut down. So I keep thinking I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do that. And it gets overwhelming. So I'm just going to pick one thing. I'm going to start and that's where that's how you do this that's how you do the rodeo pick one thing you go to the carnival you want to ride every single ride you don't do it all at once you pick one ride and you start right there so that's what it's all about we're just going to start up again continue on this process of epilepsy hell to epilepsy well so hey thanks for tuning in have yourself a beautiful now make the best of it as best as you can Get help when you need it. Be nice to yourself. You deserve your own love as much as anyone else. So remember, you are important. You matter. I'm not saying this to blow smoke up your butt. You really, really, really do. And you have to understand this. You have to tell yourself that you are important. Not to an egotistical point where you're like, I am the most important human in the world and no one else matters. But no, to the point where you're like, you know, I matter enough that I'm not going to let life pass me by. I'm not going to let epilepsy stop me from being the best version of myself, having friends, having fun, having relationships, or maybe even having a job or whatever it is. You know, many of you would like to get back to how life was before epilepsy, but it's really it's about going, getting to a life where it's after epilepsy. Life after epilepsy. That's really what it is. So, all right. Again, have yourself a beautiful day. Take care of yourself like you matter because you do. And make sure you do more than the doctor tells you. Go above and beyond what it is that people are telling you and find out who you are, what makes you tick, what makes you talk. Well, it makes you the best version of yourself, and we're going to talk real soon. So thanks. Bye.